Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Murphy's League. Today's episode is going to be a really special one because the Super Bowl is finally here. I'm here to break it all down for you guys. I'm going to talk storylines. I'm going to talk statistics. I'm going to talk props. I'm going to talk game props. I'm going to talk odds. I'm going to talk all of it. So be sure to stay tuned for it all. It's going to be a really, really good episode. Obviously, the NBA trade deadline was today and a lot of shit went down. Kevin Durant got traded last night. I'm not going to talk about any of that in this episode because... That's not what this is all about. I'm going to let that soak in a little bit. I'm going to give my time, myself some time to react. I'm probably going to get some guests on for that pod, um, get their opinions on it, because obviously I love the NBA. I'm a huge fan of the NBA, but that's not really my forte. Um, I'm more of an NFL guy. So it is really sad to me that the NFL season is coming to a close. But hey, we've got draft season coming up. We've got off-season talks. We've got cuts coming up. Tra- Derek Carr might get traded soon if he's not going to be cut by... I think like a week from today or something like that. What day is it? It's the ninth, six days. Um, so yeah, but that's not what this episode is about. Right now, we're going to talk about the Super Bowl. So be sure to stay tuned for it all. I'm first, if you want to skip around a little bit, so I'll, I'll just spill this now so you know where everything's going to be. Um, first, I'm going to cover stats. So straight up numbers and why they matter. Then I'm going to talk about storylines. Um, so stuff like this is the youngest combined age of starting quarterbacks i'm going to give my feedback on that i'm going to talk about mvp talks all that type of shit why it matters to this game um and then i'm going to get into the big finale and talk about my pick and why i think they're going to win what i think each team is going to game plan against the other so it's going to be probably not the longest episode because it's just one game i'm talking about here but hey it's the biggest game of the season i'm really excited to break it all down for you guys and without further ado let's get into it Alright guys, so first things first, like I said, let's break down some of the numbers of this game because I really do think there's a lot of really notable numbers in this one. Obviously Chiefs offense, we know how potent it is. I don't really need to spend a lot of time on this one. I think it's no surprise. They're first in points per game. They're first in yards per game. They're first in points per play. They're first in yards per play. They're second and third down conversion. They're second and fourth down conversion. And I believe the only team that's better than them in third down conversion is oh no it's not the eagles the eagles are fourth anyways they're second in red zone scoring they're second in touchdowns per game so they're basically first or second in damn near every offensive statistical or statistical offensive stat in the league um the one thing where you can see a little bit of a weakness is their rushing game um rushing in terms of rushing percentage play or well what i'm trying to say rushing play percentage so the amount of times they're running the ball they're 25th in the league so obviously a pass first team that's not surprising at all um they're 12th in yards per rush at 4.6 funny enough the eagles actually allow 4.6 yards per rush that's 11th best in the league so that's one of their i guess weaknesses on defense but realistically they really don't have many holes this philadelphia team is just so loaded all over the place but we'll get to that in a second um in terms of rushing attempts per game the chiefs are 25th so again totally a pass first team not surprising at all that is their identity there has been their identity ever since patrick mahomes took over um in terms of rushing yards per game they're only 21st in the league in terms of rushing touchdowns per game they're actually 10th in the league so that's a little bit better there top 10 um they average basically a rushing touchdown per game um so that's really impressive stuff but again if you flip it to the philadelphia's defense uh they're actually allowing point okay so technically i don't if we want to get really technical the chiefs are rushing 
the or what am I trying to say? They're averaging 0.9 rushing t- touchdowns per game. The Eagles are actually allowing 0.9 rushing yards per game. So it's funny how some of these stats are working out. I really did think they nailed it in a lot of these categories. I mean, if you just look at points per game, they're averaging the exact same amount of points per game. So if you do that out over an entire season, that means they literally had the exact same points over the course of the season. They also had the exact same record going 16 and three. So again, the script nailed it. I think the two best teams made the Super Bowl for a reason. Not that there's actually a script. I'm just fucking around. But like, they did nail it. This is a great matchup. It's going to be super, super fun to watch. As far as their passing t- statistics, I mean, the ch- Chiefs pass the ball on 61, basically 62% of the time. That's eighth in the league. They average their completion percentage is 67.17%, which is fifth in the league. Yards per pass, first in the league at 7.7. Passing yards per game, again, first in the league. If you flip that to the defensive side of the ball for the Chiefs, they're actually surprised me in a lot of these ways because. If you look at their sack differential, that is where they're really winning a lot of these games because they're not really known for their pass rush outside of Chris Jones, but the way that Steve Spagnuolo has set up this defense, they get home to the quarterback a lot. In terms of sack percentage, their defense is currently fifth in the league at 8.5% or 8.15%, excuse me, and they're only allowing sacks on 3.82% of their dropbacks. So that's third best in the league or second best in the league. Sorry, I'm fucking I can't read right now apparently. But again, just really telling to they don't get they don't let Mahomes get sacked a lot and even when you get pressure on him, it's extremely hard to bring him down. When the pocket collapses or it breaks down, he's the quickest quarterback to get the ball out of his hands. I think it's like 2.5 yards per or 2.5 seconds um on average i don't have that statistic in front of me but i think i remember reading that earlier in the week so just bear with me a little bit here and i know i'm moving pretty quick but hey i'm fucking juiced up for this game it's gonna be really exciting um so yeah my point is mahomes not an easy quarterback to bring down at all kansas city's defense tends to get to the quarterback quite a bit and jalen hurts i mean Again, their offensive line is so good. Both of these quarterbacks are very similar in their ability to get outside the pocket. But the difference is, I think once the pocket breaks down for Jalen Hurts, and even then, Jalen Hurts, I've talked about this previously, he has a tendency to leave clean pockets when he doesn't have to yet. And when he is on the move, he he is significantly worse as a passer. I mean, there's not a lot of quarterbacks on the move that are better than Patrick Mahomes as a passer. So I really do think that could be a difference in this game. Um, as far as some other noteworthy, excuse me, noteworthy statistics, I think the giveaways is really, really important in this one. It's obviously going to be no shit in any game. It's going to be a really, really important stat. Whoever wins the turnover battle battle genuine, genuine, generally wins the game, not genuinely wins the game, generally wins the game. I'm sorry. I can't fucking talk right now. I'm like, um, I've got so much caffeine going through my system right now and I was just studying for so long and I was so excited to just sit here and record my pod and not have to study anymore. So I'm just going to try and just bring it down a notch. Let's fucking focus on what I'm saying and let's get it. Turnover margins. Let's talk about turnover statistics. So I want to say a couple things on the Kansas City side of the ball. In terms of giveaways per game, they're actually not doing too well and that's that category they're averaging 1.3 giveaways per game that's 12th in the league obviously Mahomes is a big play guy he's known to be a gunslinger he takes some risks um you can see that when you're looking at the statistics the Eagles on the flip side they're very much a very conservative team obviously Jalen has had a lot of big plays but he's not known as some gunslinger guy that's gonna 
you know, he's not known for his high-risk, high-reward play that Mahomes is really known for, I guess is what I'm trying to say. So if you flip it to the Philadelphia side of things, they're only averaging one giveaway per game, which is third in the league. So they're doing really well in that, that category. And then if you look at takeaways, Philly's actually fourth in the league. They're averaging 1.6 takeaways in the league. And the Chiefs are averaging the exact same amount of takeaways as their giveaways. They're averaging 1.3, but that's only 19th in the league. So again, not good there for the Kansas City side of the ball. That is going to be a really important stat to follow because Mahomes, I mean, I'm not saying he's just carefree and he's, you know, he's not a Zach Wilson or anything like that, obviously. Like, that's not his game. They wouldn't be able to get this far if that was his game. But it is notable that he is prone to a little more turnovers than this Philadelphia offense as a whole even in terms of interception thrown percentage they're actually six and seven in the league which is pretty funny so again it's just a little telling Mahomes is just a little bit worse in that that regard he just throws a little bit more turnovers obviously fumbles as a team go into that giveaways category so you can't place it all on Mahomes' shoulders but when you look at the interception rate thrown uh, Mahomes is currently at 1.64 which is again seventh in the league and then Jalen is at 1.54 sixth in the league so again very very close doesn't really get much closer than that but if you look at their defensive side of the ball I mean Philly's just they're they're just all over like they're they're so good <laughs> as a team they're so well-rounded and don't get me wrong that's not spoiling my pick I'm, I'm gonna explain what my pick is later so don't even worry about that but flipping on the defensive side of the ball I mean Philadelphia's defense they're they're fourth in points per game at 18.8 they're first in appointed opponent yards per game they're fifth in points per play they're first in yards per play at 4.7 which by the way that's a ridiculously low number. I know like uh, some of these numbers might not make too much sense in the context of things. And all you really want to know is where they rank, but like over the course of like the last decade, 4.7 yards per play has to be up there in like the last 10 years. That is a ridiculous fucking stat. I thought 5.1 was really impressive for the chiefs 4.7 for the Eagles. God damn, that is impressive. And then as far as this is where stuff gets a little more average for them. And again, it's not like it's, it's, make or break because the chiefs are still worse in this regard but in terms of third down percentage they're only 10th in the league i was definitely expecting them to be better and then in terms of fourth down percentage they're only 19th and this is defensively by the way offensively they're amazing in both those categories they're both number four in the league in both those categories but defensively i was a little surprised and i thought they were going to be a lot higher there opponent red zone per score opponent red zone scoring percentage is down to 11 percent as well but then again the chiefs are all the way down at 30 but again they're not really known as a defensive uh, team they don't really do that first the philadelphia is just a much more well well-rounded team that's really not a hot take to say at all and then of course philadelphia's defense when you're looking at i mean if you're looking at yards per pass they're first if you're looking at passing yards per game they're first by a mile 171 per game that is such a crazy low number you're looking at sack percentage again they're first in the league by a fucking mile nearly 12 percent of dropbacks they're sacking the quarterback so that's just a crazy stat that's really really impressive but again i mentioned this a little bit earlier as even though jalen hurts is one of these dual threat guys who really can do it with his legs a lot of the times he tends to get sacked too much and kansas city is a team that tends to get home to the quarterback quite a bit um their sack percentage excuse me, for the Philadelphia Eagles in terms of sacks allowed is down at 21st in the league. They allow sacks on 7.29% of the dropbacks, which again, to me, when I heard that stat, that was very surprising because Eagles offensive line, obviously completely star-studded, got a ton of really amazing players along that offensive line. And they are known as 
one of, if not the best offensive line in football for good reason. I mean, what they can do as far as creating pockets for Jalen Hurts to stay in. And sometimes, again, he leaves them early. That's on him. But in terms of what they can do in the run game as well, I mean, this is just a dominant, dominant offensive line. Um, so that's like a lot of the, a lot of those numbers are really ones that stuck out to me. Um, so let's jump into some of these storylines. And again, some of these have to do with numbers. Um, so just bear with me a little bit here. There's, there's a lot of overlap in these ones. Mahomes versus the Blitz has a 113 passer rating, and he's first in terms of touchdowns versus the Blitz, 16 touchdowns on the year versus the Blitz. And again, only allowed 26 sacks all year long. That is third in the league. So this Kansas City offensive line is definitely not one to look over. They can do a lot of really good things. Um, and I think Isaiah Pacheco is going to be a big part of this game plan. I alluded to it a little bit earlier, but the, if Philadelphia has any one weakness on defense, it has to be their run, their run defense. And again, it's not a bad number, but it's not a great number, especially coming from a defense with just this much talent and this much depth along the defensive line. They're more of a pass rushing unit than a big body run stuffing unit, which... I mean, in a game like this, I have I have to think that Andy Reid is going to know this and game plan around that accordingly. Obviously, they're a run first, or sorry, a pass first team, and Mahomes is going to be the reason. Um, Mahomes is going to be the biggest factor if they do end up winning this game. But I think Isaiah Pacheco could definitely have a, more carries than some people may think along the ground, um, and I think he's going to be a big part of their game plan. It's going to be really interesting to see how. Philadelphia deals with the Chiefs offense as a whole are they going to be bracketing Kelsey every play because I have a feeling you know that's going to be the number one priority is just shutting him down he's the safety blanket he's really the glue in the offense that makes everything go I mean even when Tyree Kill was there it was always Kelsey keeping everything together right that's not that's not a hot take to say we all saw it for many years there and Kelsey is the guy in this offense he is absolutely weapon one um so it's gonna be really interesting to see what the eagles do there i have a feeling they're gonna be bracketing him with one of their linebackers and then maybe a safety over the top whether it's tj gardner johnson and tj edwards bracketing or whether you know if he's in the slot if they're gonna have Kayvon wallace lined up over the top of him something like that it's gonna be really interesting to see what they do there and how they game plan for him because i think philadelphia they're just they're so loaded and they can do so many different things that it's going to be really interesting to see what they do there. Um, I can see Darius Slay being lined up against Juju a lot of the times. Um, you know, I think Sky Moore. I think some of the rookies are really going to have to step up big in this one for the Chiefs side of things. I think Philadelphia is just too good and they have so many, um, you know, just good pieces in their secondary. I think they're really going to emphasize the short, quick game in this game. I think they're going to work off play action. I think they're going to run the ball a lot more than some people are expecting. And with all that being said, you might be thinking like, oh, wow, well, this might be one of those games where the clock drains and, you know, it could be a potential for an under because the over-under set pretty high at 52 and a half. I believe it's still sitting at. Let me check that right now, actually, because it's at 51 and a half. Uh, but honestly, I'm going to stay away from that over-under because if it goes over, am I going to be surprised? Hell no. If it goes under, am I going to be surprised? Hell no. So I'm just, I don't really think I'm going to go near that. I'm going to stick to my money lines. I'm going to stick to some of my props. And again, we'll get to that. That's going to be coming up here in just a second. I'm going to take a sip of water really quick because I'm fucking ranting. Oh yeah, that's good stuff. Um, God, fuck. Good ice cold water after a fucking good study sesh is just... Whew, fuck me up. Um, so some other storylines going on in this one. Flip into the, I already talked about, you know, a little bit what the 
Eagles, how they might game plan against the Chiefs, and how the Chiefs might respond to that offensively. Again, I think they're going to use that quick game a lot. I think they're going to use Pacheco in the run game a lot. I think they're going to use some of those more power schemes and really try and run the ball down their throat of the Philadelphia Eagles. We'll see how that all works. Um, but flipping to the Eagles offensive side of the ball and the Chiefs defensive defensive side of the ball, I think the Eagles, I mean, they're going to stick with their bread and butter, right? We know what they love to do. They love to run the ball. They love play action off of that. They love to not ask Hurts to do too much. I think they're going to do something similar that we've seen all year long. I think Dallas Goddard's going to have a really busy day in this game. I'm really big on the tight ends in this game. If you're looking at props for receiving props or receptions, I really, really like both of the tight ends. I think Travis Kelsey and Dallas Goddard are going to be very active in this one. But as far as the Kansas City side of things, I mean... First and foremost, they got to deal with that offensive line up front. I already talked about how loaded they are. Jason Kelsey, Landon Dickerson, Jordan Mailata, and Lane Johnson. I mean, we all know how good they are, right? First things first, I do, in a way, like how the Chiefs can match up. Excuse me. Excuse me. Goddamn. Um, can match up with the Chiefs, or sorry, with the Eagles' offensive line. Because this Chiefs' defensive line is a really, really big unit. Chris Jones, um... Oh, man, man, why am I forgetting the other D-tackle's name right now? That's just a big boy. They can... Point is, I think they're going to do a lot of... They're going to try and rush three or four. They're going to tr try and create double teams. This is what they've been doing all year long. They're getting offensive linemen to double some of their bigger guys. So, to leave guys open in the blitz between the gaps um, when they do open up. I think... Is it Don Terry Poe? Is that his fucking name? Hold on. I got to look this up because this is going to bother me. It is Don Terry Poe. It's That's their nose tackle. Yeah. Um, so I think Don Terry Poe is going to be a really, really big factor in this one. I think that they're going to just find ways to use Nick Bolton, how they've been using him all year long. Cause he's basically the cleanup crew, right? What the chiefs have been doing all year long. If you're not familiar, they've been creating double teams up front in terms of they want center guard on, um, so they ideally they want Kelsey and Dickerson on Don Terry Poe. They want to create as many one-on-one -on -one matchups with Chris Jones as possible. Obviously that's not gonna be in the uh eagles plan because you know they know that chris jones can easily take over a game so he's probably going to be doubling to doubled two so that's four offensive linemen taken right there and then frank clark's gonna be coming off one edge he's gonna be going one-on-one -on -one. but that gives steve spagnola a lot of creativity to blitz willie gay nick bolton those guys those linebackers can fly around all over the place we saw that a lot against the Bengals um in that conference championship game and then as far as the run game goes when you get situations like that where you have to double team some of those really really big defensive linemen it leaves nick bolton out in the open as kind of a cleanup crew i alluded to a little bit earlier but that's how he ended up second in the league in tackling because their defensive line is so big in front of him he really all he doesn't have to shed blocks very often he's not built for that that's not the type of linebacker he is he's not big enough for it and um, if they can just keep him clean and not let, you know, guards get up to the second level and lock onto him, then he's going to have a really, really big game in this one. He's going to be really important to their game plan. And then on the back end in their secondary, I think we're going to see a lot different play coverages than what we've seen um, in the past this year. The Kansas City Chiefs, they're one of the number one teams in terms of how many times they run cover two per game they really love those blanket coverages and they call a lot of cover four and quarters out of that or it's not really called cover four anymore they call it quarters um they they call a lot of quarters off of that and if you don't know what that means it just means they've got two safeties deep that's the cover two and a lot of times they'll keep their cornerbacks really played off and they won't they'll either call press to start they're really they love to uh 
disguise what they're doing, right? So they, they like starting with one high, dropping back into two, leaving their corners on not islands, but in press coverage, and then keeping those safeties all the way back behind them. So if anything goes wrong, they're kind of the cleanup crew back there. I think in this game, we're going to see a little bit of a different approach because this run game is so dominant of the Eagles. I think we're going to see more cover three. I think they're really going to back up their cornerbacks, keep everything in front of them, have one safety in the middle. Um, of course, some of the downsides to this coverage is it can leave the seam open a little bit more that's one of the reasons why i like goddard's over i think he's gonna be working the seam a lot um and i know this is getting really technical if you're not too familiar with schemes and coverages and all that brett coleman did an amazing video about this very recently with ej snyder so shout out to bootleg football if you haven't seen that yet go check it out because it's really helpful sorry if you can hear that motorcycle it's really helpful um it, he's really good at explaining it better much better than i am right now trust me um, but basically the idea is cover three, um, lets you have eight guys in the box. It brings another guy down to the box. It leaves you a little more, more susceptible to the pass, but by no means is it better or is it worse than cover one because you're still doing basic zone principles on the back end. So you're trying to keep everything in front of you and just fly into the ball. I have a feeling they're going to be doing a lot more of that, especially because this is a very, very young Chiefs secondary. Um, they've got a lot of rookies. I mean, they've been playing really well throughout the playoffs. Don't get me wrong, but um, Legereus Sneed is going to be a little bit banged up in this one. They're going to have a, have a really good game from guys like McDuffie, from Jalen Watson. They're going to need, need him to continue to show up, and Brian Cook. Those are three rookies right there that they're going to need to make immediate contributions in this one. And again, the Chiefs, Steve Spagnuolo, I love him. He's an amazing defensive coordinator. He's one of the best defensive coordinators in the league, especially at disguising coverages. I think we're going to see a lot more of that because Jalen Hurts, I mean, don't get me wrong. He's a really smart quarterback, but he's still young, can definitely still get confused. And I expect that to be a very important, you know, part of this game plan. I think it's going to be one of the biggest, if not the biggest X factor in this game is how they call in defensive plays. How is Jalen going to read those plays? Um, and I really do think that Kansas City is going to throw switch up their play calling a lot from what we saw early in the year again very heavy on cover two very heavy on two um you know like a safety shell the more as a safety net and i think that um we're gonna see i i mean kansas city is known for their big physical corners right and aj brown is he's gonna have his own he's gonna do his thing i think trent mcduffie's gonna be shadowing um Devontae Smith a lot because i really like the way they match up they're pretty similar body types and trent mcduffie had a lot of success against those types of guys in college again he's not having the best year but he has definitely had his moments this year so it's gonna be really interesting to see how that all plays out and i think it's just gonna be such a fun matchup overall i mean steve spagnolo going against nick sirianni in his first super bowl ever um obviously steve spagnolo has been there done that on the biggest stages before andy reed been there done that patrick mahomes been there done that um and i mean the Eagles are just a better team, though. Like, I, I, there's, there's nothing else you can really say about it. The Eagles are just objectively a better team. Um, so it's going to be really interesting to see there. Again, not spoiling my pick yet because I'm going to do that. The last thing I'm going to do is that before the episode – or, sorry, before I close out this episode, the last thing I'm going to do is talk about my picks. So let's get into some of these props because there are some really, really fun props. Um, I need to open my phone for this part because that's where my book is. Um, so some of the specials, let's talk about this because it's, it's going to be really fun. Let me find some of the ones that I was really looking at because I really thought there were some really fun ones. Obviously, you can do stuff like Super Bowl MVP. Jalen Hurts is plus 125 right now. Patrick Mahomes plus 130. 
all that good stuff. Um, Travis Kelsey at plus 1,200, I think is an amazing value. Of course, they're going to prefer the quarterback every single time. That's just how it goes. But, I mean, if Kelsey ends up with, like, 11 catches over 100 yards and a touchdown and it ends up being a lower-scoring game than some people think, there's definitely a world where he ends up being the Super Bowl MVP. And at plus 1,200 odds, that just seems like something that's just worth just throwing a little money at in the dark because those odds are just so ridiculous at this point. And Travis Kelsey is such a well-established player in this offense. We know how he likes to be used. I really could see that happening. Um, keep keep going down. I'm fucking over these goddamn... Um, there's one in particular that I really do like, which I know off the top of my head, so I guess I can start there. Is... Oh, wait, is it... Here it is. Either team to win by exactly three points. This is a prop I really, really like, especially if you're not entirely certain. Say you're really, really torn on a money line, but you know it's going to be a really good game. Um, and it could easily be decided by a field goal. De could definitely see that happening. Either team to win by exactly three points is plus 400 right now. So check your books because that seems like an absolute value bet to me. I think these games, these teams are going to play each other really hard. I really do think it's going to be a really good game. And in connection to that, the largest lead of the game is currently sitting at 14 and a half. I would definitely take the under in that one. I will be taking the under in that one. I can tell you that. I haven't bought anything yet, but I'm definitely going to be taking that one. Um, I don't see a world where either of these teams go up by more than two touchdowns. Um, maybe 14 points at the absolute most, but I really don't think that's going to end up happening. I think both of these teams are just way too competitive. I think they're going to be really smart with their turnovers. I think that they're going to, you know, call good defensive game plans for the most part. And I think these offenses are just going to have their way or not have their way. That's, that's a little bit of an exaggeration, but I just mean, I don't think any offense is just going to absolutely take over this game is what I'm trying to say. And I don't think any defense is going to absolutely take over this game. I don't think these teams are just too good. They're too well coached. They've done it before. Um, and I really just think that for all those reasons, this is going to be a really close game. And I really don't think the lead is going to get anything more than 14 and a half points. I really, really like that one. I really, really like the plus 400 for either team to win by exactly three points for, again, a lot of the same reasons I just said about the largest lead of the game. Um, objectively, again, Eagles, just a better team, better roster. Absolutely. But Chiefs, better quarterback, better coach. So again, I think it's going to be a really goddamn good game. Um, another really fun one is the longest score of the game. A touchdown right now is at plus 105. I could definitely see a big play happening. Again, both these offenses, very capable of big plays. Of course, if you get a 50-yard field goal in the first quarter, that, that bet's going to be feeling a lot worse. But I just like bets like this because, again, all it takes is one play, and we know how explosive these teams can be. There's speed all over both these rosters. There's tons of potential. There's tons of yards after catch potential for both these rosters. So again, I really like that. At plus money, it seems really, really fun there. Um, some other ones that I was looking at were the longest field goal made over 47 and a half yards and the shortest field goal made over 27 and a half yards. I really like those ones. They're just fun bets. Um, I would definitely be looking at the at the uh, longest field goal made and taking that under at 47 and a half yards. It is currently, it's not the best odds. I mean, it's minus 125. So take that what you will. But I mean, if you parlay that with, say you buy, say you buy like the under for the total game or total under for the game at like 62 and a half, right? Which were probably not great odds. It's like one, I think it's like minus 185 right now. But then you parlay it with, under on the longest field goal made all of a sudden you got plus money so just saying it's definitely something to look out for there there's ways that you can um 
kind of finesse around these. They're really fun to look at. Another one that I'm really liking is total sacks in this game. Right now, it's currently sitting at five and a half. Um, and the over is actually the better odds. The overs, are at least on my book, the over is minus 110. The under is minus 120. I would definitely be looking at that over. I think there's going to be, I mean, if the Kansas City Chiefs can just get two sacks on their end, there's definitely a chance that the Eagles can get four. I mean, we both know, we all know, both know I don't I don't know how many people are listening to this. so we all know that <laughs> the Eagles can get to the quarterback we all know how good Mahomes is at getting under pressure but hey it still happens and of course I just list off this the t- statistic Jesus Christ I can't fucking speak the Chiefs are one of the best pass rushing teams in the entire league I was very much surprised by that but it's true the stats don't lie um they're what was it it was they're fifth in sack percentage exactly and the Eagles are all the way at first. So, I mean, both really sack-friendly teams uh, definitely can get to the quarterback and definitely, you know, odds I'd be looking at for that one. So, there's also some really fun ones, like there's will the Super Bowl record of 14 catches be broken? Um, will the Super Bowl record of 15 points being scored be broken? All that type of shit. I don't really think I'm going to take any of those, but they are really fun to look at. Um combined touchdown yards of all the touchdowns scored that's another really fun one but again i just don't really think i can take any of that shit um will a non-quarterback throw a touchdown pass these i mean again these are just really fun will either team miss an extra point where either team have a pick six jesus that one's all the way at 750 i mean i can't say i'm surprised um will either team have three unanswered scores is that is that this one that can't be right ain't no way it says dot, dot, dot. I don't know why I can't see the whole thing. Okay, whatever. It doesn't matter. I think one of the more fun ones, too, is will the first, uh, will the opening kickoff be a touchback? That one's always really fun because it's always, like, plus 150, and it's the very first play of the game, so you can make some money right off the bat. Or maybe it's, like, plus 140. It's something like that. But definitely something I'd be eyeing down there, too, because it'd be really fun. Um, but, I mean, as far as, stat- as, far as props go... Um, I was also looking at some of the receiving props already talked a little bit about Kelsey and Goddard I really like both of their overs for their yards and their receptions. Frankly, I think Goddard's is sitting at let me check Actually, I don't remember what his receptions are at. I want to say it's five and a half Um, but I don't remember right off the top of my head. Where the fuck is receptions? Here we go Um, four and a half. So definitely something I'd be eyeing there I mean you can even buy a reception to be way better odds because right now at least on my book Four and a half is currently at minus 140. So again, not very appealing odds Uh, just doesn't really feel that good taking minus 140 by any means But you could parlay it with something else if you parlay him and kelsey's together Um, kelsey's is currently at six and a half and minus 150. That's not really much of a surprise if you parlay those together It would be What would those odds be? It would be plus 220 fuck dude yeah that's money i fucking love that um again not not saying anything's a lot because you can't take anything you know with absolute certainty it is sports betting at the end of the day but i would definitely be feeling good about that one dallas goddard's over on the receiving yards that's probably something a little more you know enticing to some of you guys because the odds aren't minus 140 they're sorry if you could hear that fucking mustang um, the odds aren't minus 140 they're at minus 125 47 and a half receiving yards so again if he gets five catches, he's probably going to be at 48 receiving yards. Maybe. I mean, maybe not. But, like, I don't know. I, I, I would like those odds a little bit more just because. And then Travis Kelsey's is sitting at 78 and a half. Fuck, that is high. But it's at a minus 120. So if he parlayed those together, obviously the odds are going to be a lot better. I think it's going to be like plus, plus 255. So definitely something to consider there. Other than that, I'm not looking at too many other ones. I like some of the anytime touchdown ones. Like, I think Miles Sanders 
anytime touchdown would definitely be something I'd be looking at. Again, it is going to be minus money. That's not a surprise at all. Um, but AJ Brown's is plus money if you're liking that. So it's plus 135 for AJ Brown. Anytime touchdown would definitely be looking at that one. Um, Isaiah Pacheco's is in that plus 130. Definitely be looking at that one. Um, again, not saying I'm like absolutely like nail these. These are absolute locks, but like definitely something to be looking at. Uh, Miles Sanders again also at plus 130. That's that's one I like a lot more. Travis Kelsey's at minus 110. Not a surprise there at all. But say if you parlayed uh, Kelsey's minus 110 and Sanders plus what was it 130? Right? Is that what I said it was? Or say you just parlayed that and AJ Brown plus 135. You're all the way at plus 375 odds. That's fucking sick for a two-way parlay to get plus 375 on you know two of the best offensive players on a team. I would definitely be eyeing that. Matter of fact, I might buy that like right fucking now. That seems really good because these are the focal points of these guys' offense. AJ Brown, I think he's third in the league in terms of percentage of air yards um, for any team in the league. So again, he's a really, really big focal point on this team. One of the, you know, league leaders in touchdowns, catches, receiving yards, all that shit. He's been a focal point in this offense. We all know Travis Kelsey. Again, I mentioned this earlier. He's the glue. He's the absolute engine that makes this offense go. So again, definitely something I'd be looking at there. Um, and yeah, I mean, with all that being said, those are really a lot of the odds I've been looking at as far as um, props and as far as just game props because some of those are really, really fun to monitor. So I guess that really does bring me back down to my last part of this episode where I have to pick a winner. I have to say my money line and fuck, I'm not going to lie. Like I'm still like going back and forth in my head about it. And I think I know what I want to say. I think I made up my mind last night, but I'm not kidding. Like I've been sitting here going back and forth for every, I mean, ever since the championship games ended, I've been going back and forth about who I think I was going to win. I initially thought the Eagles, I will be honest. They're just a better team. It feels like their year. They can run the ball better. They can get to the quarterback better. Um, they can, they feel like they're better on both sides of the line of scrimmage, which in the playoffs and in these types of games, that really feels like it, what it's what matters. But I think I'm going to take the Chiefs. And I can't believe I'm saying that. And, like, I'm literally, like, holding my head right now. Like, I'm not even in shame, but just, like, in, like, fuck. Just, like, nervousness. Because genuinely, like, I haven't felt this unconfident about a Super Bowl <laughs> in a really long time. I was pretty confident of that last year's Super Bowl and the Rams winning that one. That one. This, I'm just like, fuck. I really don't know. Because I just can't. I can't say it enough times that the Eagles are a better team. They are every sense of the word, every single position, except for quarterback. They're better. That's, that's not even like it's maybe like interior defensive line. Cause of Chris Jones, they're not better. Maybe like tight end. They're not better, but like, they're just a better team, but I've seen the chiefs do it before. I've seen Mahomes do it before. I've seen Andy Reid doing it before. He's going against his former team. Um, it's just, it comes down to they have a better quarterback, they have a better head coach, and I've seen them do it before. The Eagles, they're young, they're really fun, but they've never done it before. Their head coach is having his first really successful year. And don't get me wrong, I like Nick Sirianni. I'm not shitting on him. It's just Andy Reid is arguably the best coach in the league right now. They've made it to five straight AFC Championship games. They always show up in the biggest moments. Mahomes is one of the most clutch quarterbacks in the entire sport. So, I'm sorry, Eagles fans, and... I might eat my words, and if I do, I'm not going to be surprised at all. There's a reason why I'm so hesitant to say this. Trust me, I am not saying this with confidence, but if I, you put a gun to my head or you made me put all my life's earnings on one team, 
I'd have to put it on the Kansas City Chiefs. So don't kill me, guys. I hope you understand my take. That's going to be it for me. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Murphy's League. Uh, Philly fans, let me hear it. Chiefs fans, if you're out there, yeah, show me some love. I got you guys back. I'm going to take your money line. I'm going to fuck around and make a couple tickets and probably drop like $200 in bets this weekend because it's the fucking Super Bowl. It's the last week I can really do it, and then it's time to waste all my money on NBA games. So I appreciate each and every single one of you guys who has been listening this far. I appreciate each and every single one of you guys that has been paying attention to my football content all season long. Don't worry. It's going to keep coming. There's going to be tons of mock drafts and college stuff coming up and the drafts coming up and, and, and free agency and players getting cut and trades and all that good shit. I'm sure it's going to happen in the near future here. But, you know, we're going to make a little shift to the NBA here. We're going to cover a lot more NBA content. I'm really excited for the future of Murphy's League. I hope you guys are too. I appreciate each and every single one of y'all. And go cheese, I guess. <laughs>